No matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Okay, terrific. Language and writing were made available. He'll teach you everything. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Hey, I'm John. This is John Helps You Write Better. And Michael Jordan had the flu game. So maybe these are my flu podcasts. Or my flu recordings. Because here I am. I'm actually recording this from bed. Isn't that nice? Technology is awesome. So I'm laying here doing my best not to, you know, either wince in pain or cough or just generally feel like, you know, shit in a box. And here I am. I thought I would talk to you today about a thing that someone literally five minutes ago brought to my attention. Uh, I think they were trying to make me laugh. But in, instead, it, it really just um, it really just bugged me. So now the microphone's on and it's time to talk. Uh, so let me just let me just call this out real quick. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for sharing that uh, short TikTok reel or whatever the fuck it was. Um, this one's for you, buddy. And and really, it comes down to this: writing is a job. It's a job. It is a full time job. It's going to be a full-time job. You see, you want this lengthy publishing career, right? You want to publish multiple books. Whether you're going to do it yourself or whether you're going to do it traditionally doesn't really matter right now at this second. But the idea is that you're going to do this more than once. You want to do this for a while. And some of you out there I know have uh, a dream of making so much money from your books that you can pay your mortgage, buy groceries, afford a new car, you know, all this different kind of stuff. And you want to sell those properties to streaming platforms or, or cable or whatever and, and license things out and become such a, a big celebrity kind of a, kind of a deal. And uh, that's great. That, that's really great. Um, but if you think all of that can be accomplished, all of that's going to get done by you doing maybe two hours of work a week, you are sadly mistaken. Now, this is not me telling you that you have to get into the right grind set or rise and grind or embrace hustle culture or, you know, do you even, do you even measure your hours, bro? N nothing like that. Not, not even close. But what I want you to do today is really sincerely take a look at the investment you're making in your writing. How often are you really sitting down to write? Not, God, I wish I could write today. Not, oh man, it'd be, this seems like a great day to write because I don't have anything else to do. How often are you really sitting down to write both on those days you want to and on those days where you don't want to? How often are you making time for it by bumping other things off your calendar, by shuffling things around, how much and how often do you prioritize this because it's important to you? Have you ever truly sat down and tracked time for it? 
Ages ago, there used to be this tremendous ego stroke about, I spend X number of hours just writing and writing like they're talking about when they were younger or whatever. I spent hours and hours writing. Yeah, but was it any good? Was this just a trunk novel where you just hurling your imagination at the page and you weren't really caring about grammar structure or developing an idea? Was it really sort of a poor premise, badly executed? Like people idolize those periods of just unrestricted development without really considering the quality those were producing. Cause I could spend hours just, you know, smashing my fingers onto the keyboard and it would produce some words and it would tell a story, but would it be my best effort for the day? Would I really have been committed to it? Probably not, but I could say I've passed that time. I could say I've, you know, Oh, I wrote today, but it wasn't really like, I committed to it. I sat down. I intended to do it. I cleared my head and I focused on it. I just performed the oppor- you know, the action when I had the opportunity. I want to really urge you today to consider that this job is a job that has a very, very flexible set of hours and hopefully not a too lenient boss. I know people with day jobs love to complain about their bosses. Uh, I've been in relationships with humans who have um, absolutely hated their day jobs and hated any number of their bosses, managers, middle managers, etc. And I, I understand that that's not for me and it never ever was, whether that's for mood issues, depression issues, just my inability to respect authority long term or my constant need to question everything and do it my own way. Um, I don't know, but I know jobs are a thing and I know bosses are a thing and people love to rail on their boss and that's fine. Bosses suck. Jobs suck. Capitalism is going to kill us all. But when we're doing stuff for ourselves, when we're making our work, when we're crafting whatever it is we're crafting, uh, you're the boss. What kind of boss would you like in this environment? Somebody supportive, somebody encouraging, somebody who doesn't just say, oh, golly gee, you know, that's close enough. You, you, you know, you were supposed to work for 35 minutes and you worked for six. You're tired. You should sit down. Why don't you scroll on social media for a little while? Would you really be disciplined for a boss like that? Would that really encourage you if your boss just laid down and, and was a doormat to you? Would you respect them? So why, why do you do that to yourself? Why would you talk yourself out of writing if you spend so much time and energy saying that writing is important? This is a job. You, you get to be in charge. At some point, especially if you're self-publishing, you're going to spend money on this job to, to afford an editor, to you know, get a book cover, to buy an Isbin. You're, you're going to need these things, and it's going to cost you some money. And what kind of boss do you want to be for yourself? Over on Instagram a couple times, I would get this ad. And I would get this ad also as like a pop-up when I was playing a game or something. But I'd get these ads for this little round like productivity clock. And it's maybe about the size of like a my, my palm. It's about the size of like a coaster. And you, you twist the knob one way and it counts up from zero and you twist the knob the other way and it counts down from whatever time you set and it beeps and it's really irritating and it's this bright led thing and i've seen it like a million times in different different ads and stuff and i got really sick of it but i looked at it 
And it had some value to me in the end because I sat down and was like, I could always use a kitchen timer. I'll stick a magnet on the back of it and it can stick it on the fridge. That'll be great. Um, but I got it and I started playing around with it and I put it in the office and I noticed that my time tracking in my head, independent of the timer, was way off. I would have sworn, oh my God, I've got this, I've got 20 pages to edit for a client. That's going to take me four hours. And then I do it and it's been like 90 minutes because there weren't that many issues. There were just some notes to make and I could send it off. And my estimation of time was really in flux or I'll, I'll sit down and go, oh my God, I have to make a podcast. I better better plan for a whole hour when normally my podcasts average between five and 16 minutes, usually with minimal editing and trimming because A, I don't always know how to do that stuff and B, I don't always do it, period. I think it sounds fine or everything I've heard says it sounds fine. So I'm, I'm left with this very skewed sense of time. So here comes this timer where I start tracking, you know, how much time do I actually spend doing this thing? Or how much can I get done in a certain, you know, parameter of time? What does 60 minutes actually feel like when I'm trying to fill it with activity? Not just when I'm scrolling, but like when I'm sitting writing or when I'm making notes or when I'm recording audio or when I'm doing something for Patreon or I'm making a newsletter. How much time does that actually take me? And the answer is never as much as I think. Now, if I were a, a shitty boss to myself, I would say, oh, well, I can fill that extra time with more work. But that would just leave me tired and I'd get diminishing returns in the quality of my work and I'd get diminishing returns in my overall energy level and I'd just be grumpy the next day and it would progressively get worse and worse. I'd grind myself down to, to frustration, to, to exhaustion. And I'm not interested in doing that. So while, yes, it might only take me 20 minutes to make a recording or 35 minutes to write out a rough outline for a thing, it's okay that I don't fill the remaining 25 minutes or the remaining 10 minutes or the, the remaining whatever much time is on my timer. It's okay if I just kind of space the fuck out for a minute, stare out the window, go see what the cats are up to, have some water, eat a cracker, uh, or lately lay down in bed and, and finally feel, you know, less awful and garbagey. The point is tracking your time with a timer, something fixed and rigid, is a super useful way to improve your relationship with your inner boss so that you can actually do the things you have to do to get done the things you want to get done. Because you want to make this your career. I can't say for certain that this is going to be a 60-hour week, an 80-hour week, a 100-hour week. I, I don't know. I don't know how long it'll take you to do all these things. But... The, this this kind of, I write when I feel like it, I write casually, I write seriously, but at a minimum of effort is, is not getting you where you want to go. And I don't just mean it's not getting you there fast enough, although that is everybody's common complaint. It, it's not getting you there at all because you've, you've got to dig in and do this work. This is a job. If you were your boss... And the writer, you, was a different, was a second other person, somebody outside of yourself. You could come down on them like a ton of bricks. Oh, my God, you're so lazy. You're so undisciplined. What the hell is happening? You're behind. You're never going to make it. Here's a threat of firing. Here's a threat of houselessness and poverty and, and scare tactics, right? You could be a, a shitty boss. Or you could be a good boss to yourself. 
and you could change the way you interact with yourself. And you could find not only different ways to motivate yourself so that maybe you're treat motivated. Maybe, you know, I'm going to write a thousand words, then I'm going to eat a candy. Or, or I don't know, you're, you're pleasure motivated. I'm going to, you know, write for two hours and make sure I get all my stuff done. Then I'm going to take a nap or I'm going to watch that TV show I like. I don't know. Whatever motivates you is whatever motivates you. My job is to not tell you which is right and which is wrong. My job is to remind you that writing is a full-time job or the way some of you talk about your goals, it's going to need to be. And a lot of you, I can't say everybody for certain, but a lot of you are approaching this like an occasional after-school job in high school when you're talking about wanting to make this a career for the rest of your lives. It's definitely something worth thinking about. It's definitely something worth challenging and questioning because you're the only one who can tell your story. And I'm not saying you have to hurry up and tell it, but if you're the only one who can tell it, it's not going to get out in the world any other way than by you sitting down and writing it whether we're talking about a children's book, a picture book, uh, a massive sci-fi epic, a romance novel, or anything in between. You're the only one who can write it. So why aren't you writing it? If you're scared, and it's okay to be scared, but if you're scared, you can get help and make things less scary. If you feel unsupported, you can get support and make things feel a little bit smoother or easier and you can feel a little less lost. If you're on the fence about seriousness because you're just unsure of how it's going to go and you would only commit to doing a thing if you knew it was going to go well, I have a question for you. Does that same feeling hold true for non-writing efforts? You get in your car and you drive to the store. You don't assume the wheels are going to fall off. You don't assume that you're going to get hit by a bus. You don't assume that the store will get robbed or get crushed by a meteor. You don't assume that you'll die of a brain aneurysm or a heart attack. You don't know how it's going to go, but you still get up and do those things. So isn't that courage? Isn't that bravery? Isn't that a sense of motivation? Your inner boss is totally with you on that one about, well, I got to go get milk. I got to go get eggs. I got to get bread. I got to do this. I got to go here. I got to go to the doctor. I got to go wherever. Your inner boss helps you get out the fucking door for that, as difficult as it might be on some days and sometimes. So why does the boss have to change when the task changes? You're your own boss. Are you going to accept the level of work you're putting in? And if you are, that's fine. That's okay. Or are you looking to push yourself because you know your goal is available? Maybe not at hand, but it's certainly within the realm of possibility if you just had a boss that pushed you a little bit more in a supportive, kind way. The good news is you can be that kind of boss to yourself. That's definitely something to think about. I'll talk to you tomorrow.